Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Shaw. What's How was your trip? My trip was amazing. 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 Let's ask the question that I've been waiting oh, to know my God. all along, but I already know the answer. I'm sorry, what question is that? At our last discussion, we discussed, at our last cast, we talked about the challenge that you were going to present to your husband, <sighs> which was sex five times in one day. And the people want to know. I want to know. Did we make it? I want to say we went in, you know, with a positive mindset. <laughs> we went in very positive. Dumb, we checked the itinerary to kind of gauge, you know, what day would be, you know, feasible. However, my podcast family. <laughs> it was an epic fail. It was a fail. But it wasn't a total fail. You, know? you got in, what, three or four? Three. 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 And then we tried for the four. Three solid times. Three solid times. In a row or? No, no, no. Like spaced out. It was like two in the morning and one at night kind of deal. Like when we came home from the activities of the day. Tons of activities. Uh, I even heard she was bike riding. Bike riding. Well, I didn't didn't see where I went. So, you know, people, I went to Cuba. Hola. (laughs) Hola, mi amor. And it was an amazing trip. I mean, you know, you definitely can't listen to rumors of people's experience rumors. of when they've gone to places, you know, because, you know. Rumors. I mean, I think a lot of places you just have to go for yourself because people are into different things. But I had an amazing time. I did tons of tours, learned about the Cuban people, learned how complex and interesting um, just Cuba is, as a, you know, as a place and the people, you know. So really great trip. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, you know, what I, you know, me and my husband was on the beach and we saw this couple and it was like kissing. And I mean, this guy was like, you know, like when a guy sitting down and the girl was like sitting between his legs and her back was facing his front and he kept on this kissing, 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 kissing. I'm like, yo, what is up with these people? I mean, Cuban people, you could just tell they're so naturally like affectionate. back to kiss. Yeah. Like he was kissing her neck, like the side of her neck. My and he was touching her. I mean, my back. he was Touch not moving. My- just like that. And, you know, in general, they're just, like, they're very lovey, like, very public display of affection place. I mean, ugh. Look at her face. Bender would cringe because she hates this. I hate PDA. <laughs> I hate PDA. But just looking at that, and I asked my husband, like, what do you think? Because we, we do this all the time. When we go out, we see a couple, we're like, what do you think? Like, do you, like they're married and they're dating. You think it's, like, new? And, then he, you know, I asked him, and he was like, you think they're married? And he's like, nah, they ain't married. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because, you know, they're mad affectionate. He was like, they're not married, you know, whatever. And, you know, we just talking about a thing about, you know, when you're dating somebody for a long time and you're married, it's not about getting comfortable, but you don't fiend like people fiend, you know, because you know, I guess in your mind, you know at the end of the day you're going home. So even if, you know, you are you feel like getting it in right now, you know, all right, later, I'm going to hit that anyway. So it's not something that you have to steal, like you're stealing a piece on the Steal. side. Or if you don't live together, you have to get oh, it in now. Sad. So you don't have that sense of urgency. And well, Maybe I so- you should keep it, though. You know, that's one it's thing not I, realistic. Was telling, I was telling my, um, who was I talking to? I don't remember. Oh, my boyfriend. And I was telling him, I said, you know, I hope that I always have this kind of want to be around you. Because then if not, you know. Oh, no, but I think that's different. Saying that you want to be you around know, somebody I mean, as want, opposed I mean, to. Want, as opposed eh, eh, want, <laughs> Not want, like. As, hey, a, want. as opposed to, you know. Again, and you know how that is because you don't live with your boyfriend. 
But trust and believe, naturally, you're not going to be like, give me, give me, give me. After you haven't seen it for a week, you haven't had sex or haven't even had that intimate touch, it's not going to be that way. But I think it's something to definitely be cognizant of, to, you know, kind of have it in your mind that although you know that person is there, to still kind of show that, listen, I really want you, like, I'm, I'm feeling for you. So, you know, you know, just something to think about. But, you know, we had a great trip. Um, lots of sex, but just not five times a day, unfortunately. unfortunately. And you know what I did, too? I did put on music because I tell you, I definitely, we talked about this at the last cast, that I definitely do not put on music when Having to sex. set the mood and all this crap. Set the mood. So I let Alexa put on some music. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Alexa, curious to know. Alexa, put on, oh, first he chose some wacko song that he wanted to listen to that was totally whack in it. I put on some Jody C. Oh. KC, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> I think it made a difference. I will see if I maybe uh, will try you candles. Think it, you think it made a difference in terms of what intimacy? Like it was very like yeah, more. it was more. Wow, I think it was different. Wow, but no, I think I was paying attention more. I think I was very hyper uh, sensitive to our previous conversation, and you know, don't think sex ed is over. We'll get back to it. But I think that part two's I, coming, I, and we will recap part one because I re-listened to the cast and I felt like we could give you a little more deets. We will insert. But I think I was very hypersensitive to our last conversation, and it kind of uh, dictated mm. how I, I I operated differently See? than I usually do. No, that's so, good, yeah. folks. That's what we're here for. I do want to make a correction. When we talked about the Super Bowl, <laughs> and I talked about the guy coming down from the sky, and I told you someone told me that it was Drizzy. You said someone told you. It was someone that told me. Just... Remember, I went to my text messages to find who told me. And someone Who's told that me person? The, I don't want to. I don't want to blow anybody up, but you know who you are, because um, they were listening. I went into my text messages and said it's a Drizzy, but it was really Travis Scott that came down from the sky. So, Travis, you know, this is just another combination. I, this was that I do not know. Rappers? Rappers. <laughs> Sorry. This is just to confirm that. So. Anyway, follow us. Uh, that was a correction. But to follow some other update, we're happy to hear. I mean, we've spoken about this incident that happened in Brooklyn at a nail salon where you know, saw the video with these Asian women beating up on these black women. And that happened August 2018. And now, listen, ladies and gents, that nail place is closed. Okay? Especially being, I'm you know... so happy about this. You know, I really, honestly... I wasn't hopeful that it was going to close because patrons were still going there, black patrons. So I'm like, yeah, I'm still getting my nails done. Like, they showed video after. Even when people were protesting, people were still going into Red Apple, whatever they need, their nail salon is, well, used to be, Red Apple Nail Salon. They were still going in there being serviced and giving these um, chinks money. <laughs> Come on. So um, I even saw there on the, like on New Year's Eve, he had went and posted a sign on the gate like, we're sorry, like, Happy New Year, we are sorry. And they were like, no, no, no. The man's name is Michael. No one is sorry about anything. And now they're closed. I think this is the greatest uh, form of social justice. Yeah, people band together and no one stops. Somebody was always there protesting, making people feel guilty to go in until they had to count, you know, close. I mean, let's not be twisted. They just opened a new nail salon across the street from my church. It's probably the same people. (laughs) 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 They might have moved from East Flatbush now they're in East New York. But at least created some shake, a little shake up. (laughs) And and now, you know, this, because I always get my nails done by church. And now I have to debate 
Am I gonna go to the new spot or the old spot? So should I go in there and see if I because see as you know she's still uh, going she's still going to the Asians to get her nails done. I'm just sorry, saying, you know, you just know saying, my, you know my situation. You know, no situation is too great for the common cause, for and I course. don't know if you're, you're, you're you really know what, podcast family, I'm gonna think about this serious. Think about it. Actually, you perform an so, action. Let's <laughs> do me that favor. Steve Harvey and Monique. So oh. Steve Harvey had Monique uh, on a show, and basically he brought her on to discuss her comments in terms of her boycott for. Um, Netflix and how she came for Oprah Lee Daniels um, mm-hmm. and Tyler Perry. That's so tired. And basically, I mean, this is so long ago. And basically, he was telling her, like, yo, you need to apologize. You need to apologize to the people that you've, you know, called out to the mat in the, specifically, as well as apologize to the general public because your behavior was out of out of line. Mm-hmm. And she was very, like, they were, like, going back and forth at one point. Yeah. Um, Sister, arguing, my brother. My brother. Oh, and she God. was like, you know, we're having an argument and I'm about to punch you in your face because yeah. our parents are not here. And I thought that was really whack. But really and truly, Steve Harvey was basically telling Monique, to make it in this game, you got to coon. Yeah, that's basically it. Because, you know, he's cooning all over town. That's that's the thing with Steve Harvey. And he was like, this is the yeah, money integrity. game. This is not the color game. It's yeah. the money game. Uh-huh. And we want to make the money. And Monique was like, no, this is the integrity game. You know, I respect her. She was yes. not angry. She was nothing. She was just very uh, flat out like, this is what I believe. And no one or nothing is going to change how I believe. Correct. This is what I believe. I mean, and we, I mean, and you know, Steve Harvey's going to say that because he has like five or six shows <laughs> currently. So he is winning in terms of money. But in terms of being a stand up black man trying to show success to anyone, he is definitely cooning in the streets. He's been cooning. And I, you know, what troubled me the most about this is the fact that he's doing it in his show, you know, his show Steve, mm-hmm. and all these white people are oh, sitting in they the love audience him. clapping they love whenever him. he's like to- schooling Monique or, yeah. or, to, uh, or disciplining her. And I did not think that was appropriate. But I must not say that there were some points that Monique made that um, people were also clapping. Like as she spoke, and they were like, yeah, they clapped, especially with the integrity part. Like he, like he was just saying forfeit your integrity like really Steve I mean I ain't gonna lie I like Family Feud <laughs> but I will stop watching your show matter of fact as you, of today I'm did, done when did you watch when did you watch Family Feud I know uh, you, you know. never did alright <laughs> I used so, to I do have two commentaries that I would like to make Monique are you only able to wear a ponytail or are you not able to get bundles to wear your hair out? Because you do wear this very long, flowing tail. Is that like your and, only... And it's a great edges, no? I ain't gonna lie. Is that your only bundle? I, I don't know. You know, try to yeah. keep your, yourself together. But I am um, very concerned. Just stop. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Um... And I, I just want to say, I would like to see a hair in another hairstyle other than this. Also, my <laughs> second commentary was someone posted a clip of Steve Harvey many moons ago when he was a stand-up comedy, comic, 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 comic. <laughs> comedian. And one of his jokes he was saying, for $4 million, I'll be a monkey. Oh. For $4 million, I will pick things off my skin I will walk around I will make the monkey noise he started making the monkey noise on the stage he said for 10 million dollars I'll even swing to work on a vine yeah. well at least so it, we it's a man of his word then that he was gonna be a coon in June <laughs> really coon in June 
It's funny that you said that because uh, somebody has sent me a picture that Deal Hughley had posted. And it's a picture, I believe it's a picture of Janet Jackson. But the picture, the, the post had said, try to figure out if this person is Little Kim, Janet Jackson, or, or Monique. Monique. And I'm not going to lie. You know, you can't really tell. <laughs> is it Janet Jackson? I don't know. I'm telling you, it really does look like all three of them. I don't know, but I'm going with Janet Jackson. I don't know. Because of the mold, right? The <laughs> Maybe mold. The, the mold gives it away. I don't know. The mold. Anyway. So, regardless of what, I'm glad, you know, at the end of it, Steve Harvey was just like, you know, I'm going to try to set up a meeting with these important people that you've hurt so that Please, you can apologize. Guys, Monique did not, not even, oh, at the end, end, when he was still talking to her, like, you know, watch Monique, she's live in Vegas, and she just walked off the set. Yeah. He even said, like, yeah. where is she going? going. Yeah. And she was gone. She was done. She, she was done. I dropped the mic and she walked She off. was done. I mean, I don't know how she's surviving in terms of financially, but I, yeah. I, well, she has a live show going on in Vegas. But is people really still checking that out? Let's check the ratings on that. But what I would say is that she is giving the good fight. Although you might not agree with, you know, how she did it. I appreciate that she's still rocking it out, you know. So, I mean, talk about rocking it out. This guy, Harvey Weinstein, is rocking it out. Let's talk about him dodging the fact that he's not going to trial. Living my best life. The trial is now postponed to June 3rd. Are we surprised? Me. I don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, again, I'm very interested to see what will happen with this whole um, Harvey Weinstein, especially in light of, you know, what has happened, what has transpired with Bill Cosby. But, you know, leading it to Bill Cosby, he seems to, apparently, Bill Cosby thinks, you know, this experience, his uh, jail experience is an amazing one. Amazing. He's learning so much. <laughs> and he has even compared himself. Not to drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, um, I think uh, they were saying that, you know, he was saying that, you know, yeah, this is a good, ex- I guess, an experience for him. And, um, he said right now his only visitor outside his attorneys, I think, is, is his wife, Camille. And he I'm won't so, let his wife yeah. come. He oh, has he not allowed his wife to come and see him. He doesn't want anyone else to see him except for the lawyer. So his lawyer is the only one that could tell him how Bill Cosby's doing. They say he's doing okay. I oh, yeah. He probably has a guard dog, you know, like a person that walks with him all over the place. Because he's, he's blind? Yo, legally, legally, legally blind. blind. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Keep your head up, Don't Bill. worry, Bill. <laughs> R. Kelly will be right there very soon. That's what he's coming. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm only still up to part three. Because <laughs> she refuses to watch the whole thing, I'm going to watch The Balance this weekend. It's I'm so annoying. She just does not want to face the truth. I know. But I'm it, totally over. I, you know, I told my daughter, even I brought up that comment we talked about on the cast. When, you know, when D.L. Hughley said something like, how do you expect your daughters to tell you they've been touched by your nephews? And your I nephews? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I asked my daughter, I said, would you tell me? And my daughter was like, really? I probably wouldn't. And I felt like... You asked her that? I did. I said, would you tell me? And she said, no, I wouldn't. I think she's just saying that just for a little shock value. <laughs> Don't try to stick it to me. Like, because my kids have always been on me about why I listen to R. Kelly's music. As soon as it starts playing, my son starts singing, because I'm a Ray Apis. Ray Apis. As soon as it's And I will pee. On you, <laughs> on you. And I'm like, come on, boy, I'm trying to hear my tune. You know? So, so ridiculous. It, it is just, I have to give it up. I'm giving up the ghost. 
you know, so us talking about, you know, who's going to jail after who, Bill, and next one. The next person going to lie is Jesse Smollett, okay? <laughs> not going. He's in the clink. <laughs> so he's officially under arrest. So sad, man. This and he's going to be facing felony charges of disorderly conduct uh, for allegedly filing a false police report. Um, a bailing hearing is set for this afternoon. Uh, this is, this, we just got this news from CNN. And, you know, we spoke about this, about this black gay guy who, he was on Empire again. I mean, he, well, he is on Empire. I think they had originally said they were going to demote his character or something on the on the um, on the show, but who knows what's going to happen now? But basically, this started off, you know, January 29th, about three weeks ago, when he stated, and everybody heard the story about two black men um, came after him. Oh, they did. They had a noose around his neck, um, threw bleach on him, and said something about MAGA lives forever. I don't know. Don't quote me on that one, but. Um, yeah, so what they're finding out is that basically he hired two they're, they're, they're Nigerians. Alleging. <laughs> alleging, alleging. Alleging. Two Nigerians. Uh, they got their whole name, Olabingo Osandero and <laughs> Obimbola Osandero. You know why you can say those names so good? Because you're 67% Nigerian. Facts. Listen, guys, do ancestry DNA. It's all the white man telling you where you're really from. This is where we kept you and stole your ancestors from. But yes, exactly. I go like in Cuba. Somebody was like, "Oh, you're so beautiful. You look Nigerian." I was like, "What? I am sixty-seven percent. How you know?" Uh, but anyway, see how these two men, and they have it on video. These two men went into, they claim a beauty supply store. I'm like, a beauty supply store does not really sell those kind of products. But anyways, when they bought the rope, of course, they bought the materials to construct this whole act that they performed. And so it seems like now these guys are squealing. First of all, you know, no, no offense, Nigerians. <laughs> <laughs> Shady Grady. First of all, they got about 15 jobs, and like maybe one of them is legit, if you're lucky. So apparently, they said one of the guys apparently ap- appeared on Empire. Maybe what? as an extra, yeah. So he knows these two men. He's familiar with these two men. And they, they had them on video going to the store to get the materials and orchestrated this whole thing. But, you know, they were saying, oh, do they need to be granted immunity? And the lawyers for the two Nigerians was like, he doesn't need, you don't need, you don't need immunity for the truth. Basically, wow. saying that these guys. Basically, are straight up and down snitching. And so, I guess this is why they're able to perform this arrest. And, you know, my question is, I just want to know why. I mean, this is horrible because in the state of affairs where we are, where people, there are legit people doing these kinds of things, why would this guy orchestrate this whole ordeal? And to and, and let's be honest, all of us are saying it. We're, we are embarrassed as black people we to are. know that somebody will even go out their way to do something like that. And you know, this is not his first time lying to the police. Oh, well, yeah, They now. said that he lied to the police before. He was pulled over um, for thinking that he may be driving drunk, and he gave the police his brother's name instead of his name. Oh, yeah? And he pled no contest to that case. So this is not his first time facing the law, but I think this time they're going to really try to throw the book on him. You know, a lot of people are saying, like Tariq Ali, um, Tariq Nash, what's his name? Shanashi. Basically saying, like, they're going to do this to him because he committed a false crime. But what about all of the white people that have committed false crime? Barbecue, Betty. Yeah, but, I mean... Did they go to jail? I mean, I I appreciate that. But also, too, this is a false crime. But I think they're going to look at it a little different because that's not a crime of you saying... You can't determine if somebody feels threatened. It's it's very subjective. I can't tell you. But what about the girl that said that the man, the boy, little boy, touched her in the store? The white lady. Yeah, but someone... What was her name? I forgot, but that was a corner store back. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> no, but the difference with that is that 
It's not like you didn't see something touch her butt. So she could easily say, well, I thought it was his arm. That could easily be argued. But this, they actually did this whole lie. They formulated this. Someone can easily say these people really did feel threatened, air quotes. And of course, we know it's all bullshit. But it's not the same thing. I appreciate it, though, Tariq. But I don't think it's the same thing. Um, I'm very sad. So, I mean, this is, this is very sad. You know, he's defending himself, saying he didn't need to add any fluff to his story. Because they were saying that he was saying that the, the, the guys had on bag of hats. And he said, I never said it. I don't need to add anything like that. They did call me a, a faggot and a, a, a N. There's no, which way, there's no which way you could cut it. I don't need some MAGA hat as a cherry on some racist Sunday. And this guy has little, <laughs> really, little cute sayings. And he made this whole crap up. So, I mean, I have no, listen, I have no remorse for this guy, but I do think it has to be something mental. What do you think this guy did this for? I don't know, but they even said that they're starting to diminish his, um, diminish his, uh, role on Empire. I said that already. You did? Are you, are you, <laughs> what? Don't. Are you here with us? Are you here with us? In the I didn't hear that. <laughs> Yikes. Will you listen, roll back the tapes, you? <laughs> Charlie Brown moment, forgive me. Uh, Yo, that is crazy. Why are you laughing? Did I fall asleep? I'm a tad tired, like with my eyes open. Maybe for a few minutes. That is something crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I heard this. What's crazy is what's happening in Queens. That's right next door to us. So, um, and I was away, but when I came back, you know, my peeps, you know, put me on. Shout out to them. But there was something that happened in Queens. I guess a guy went into a T-Mobile store, um, faking like he was going to rob them. To uh, NYPD official, I think it's a sergeant. I don't know the exact titles, but they walked into, um, I guess, the store, and a whole thing went down. This a kid again. I don't know his name, but he's a 27 year old guy. He had a fake gun on him, and so from what I understand, a whole shootout happened. One of six cops, right? Yeah, six cops, and one suspect. Six cops. cops. <laughs> this went to the ratio for you guys. Be all very clear. <laughs> And so during this whole, you know, wildfire, um, the sergeant actually died. So, you know, now it's a big thing. You know, once someone in the law enforcement gets killed, it's a big deal. Um, so, of course, they locked up the, the gentleman. I don't want to say gentleman. This guy that uh, performed this fake crime with a fake gun. They locked him up. But now they want to charge him with murder. Mind you, I believe it was like 40, 46 or 42, don't quote me, shots in like 11 seconds. They, Another Amanatu Diallo. And did the guy get shot at all? What was that pronunciation? <laughs> say that, say I'm that sorry, times. I'm not 67% Nigerian. <laughs> That's what's European in you. That's the problem. I'm, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> what? Um, did the guy get shot at all, the suspect? I mean, so he, yeah, he did get shot. He went to the hospital. He brought him to some bogus, you know those bogus um, hospitals, like a community hospital or something. Yeah, I'll tell you, if I get shot, get me straight to Kings County or Brookdale. Brookdale? Come on, they're not at, I don't want to go there for my heart. I just want to go there for a bullet wound. That's Brookdale is not good for no bullet wound. You crazy. What? It's in Brownsville. <laughs> That's why everybody dies. Are you kidding me? It's a trauma. Kings County is good for trauma. Look that up. Let's see if y'all agree with her with going to Brookdale. I think somebody had posted something like uh, they were they got shot or something. They were going to Brookdale. And Amber said, oh, "Oh, we're going to Brookdale." They were like, they had the Draco, the Drake. Drake. They had them saying Brookdale. <laughs> no, bring me back. Bring me back. Tell this girl here. I don't know where she lives, but no one wants to go to Brookdale. And those, you know why? Because those nurses be outside on Labor Day whining on the bar in front of the hospital instead of helping poor people inside. Remember that on Instagram. 
Yeah, so, I mean, sadly enough, this guy died. This sergeant died. Um, but, yeah, they're trying to... Tra- I mean, I don't think they should charge this guy for the murder of this guy. Clearly, one of his um, colleagues shot him. They know. They know. One I, of his colleagues shot him. I don't know which bullet it was that killed him. But. Oh, yeah, they have to do the whole ballistic. They have to do all that stuff. But, you know, they're trying to pin it on this guy when he had a fake gun. So, hello, that means he didn't perform the shooting. <laughs> He should definitely go to jail for what he did, which is, I guess, a fake uh, attempted robbery or whatever it is. But he shouldn't go to jail for... He shouldn't be charged with murder. That's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, he has a lawyer, probably a public defender, let's be honest. Poor guy. Probably has a public defender. And, you know, what he's saying is that his client is being used as a scapegoat. This guy might famous, maybe, but I'm telling you. Famous. They just want somebody to be guilty, and that's the bottom line. And let's be honest, who's guilty is... The officers who I mean, shot all those shots. again to excessive force. Mm-hmm. Six cops, one suspect, and not one of them could have shot the man in his leg. Correct. Put him down, went to go after him, and put him in jail. Come on. Come on, mm-hmm. folks. Well, this is just one of... What kind of training people are getting? This is just, one, on. of, this is just one of the, you know, the occurrences that happened where it didn't work out in their favor. And you know what? I don't feel no kind of way. I don't feel no kind of way. I think, the, oh, the guy name was Christopher Ransom. He's like some young lad, 27 years old. I mean, really, Christopher? Sad. Sad. Um, another thing that's sad, you know, as a parent, I'm totally disturbed by this. Police, on uh, earlier this month, uh, we heard that four, the police were searching for four kids ranging in the age of 15 to 11. 11. Three girls, 12 to 15, and one boy who was believed to be only 11. And they were in the subway on the 9th Street Station on the R train in Gowanus in Brooklyn. Where at people... At 9.30 p.m. Where the fair-skinned people are. 9.30 p.m. in the night. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's start there. And they went out. They saw a woman. They grabbed her by her head, threw her to the floor, punched Sad. her. And they stole $12 from her. $12? $12. Four kids rob a woman. 11-year-old. $12. And an 11-year-old evolved for $12. Up to age 15. So sad. As a parent, I'm sad. I'm disturbed. Did they catch the kids? No. Well, I will look for an update. No update. Wow. The, the sad thing about it is and that... they have video of these kids, too. An 11-year-old? An 11-year-old is outside at 9.30? Yeah, right. Can we say my stepdaughter is in bed by 9 o'clock? <laughs> and I think that's a tad late because it used to be 8.30. 9.30, you're 11-year-old. Come on. You know, these kids do not have any real brought up. See, when you hear a child, what happens to Remember we say that commercial? It probably still comes on. Again, I don't have TV. But what is TV? It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where you your know children are? Know. I mean, no one even... Every time I see that, you see me like, yeah. Yeah, I know where I am. I'm in front of the TV watching the commercial. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When the lights went out outside, my on, my tail was inside. Inside. <laughs> I have stories. I, I have slaps to the face to prove that I was inside so my mother would come out the road and gather me no Brazil folks you can imagine all no that. bro holding no it up with an arm walk straight up to you in the middle of the road and slap you in your face no explanation and the next day you left to go to all your friends I'm talking about in the middle of the summer you know hot days hanging out hanging out chilling in the store or in the street in the on the corner on the corner you see That's and here she come with the no lights bra. on, no bra. The lights are on. And you're not inside. The lights are. Oh, you're not in. We go call. So you know to these parents, and you know the thing about this, this has always been the way it is. And I remember my coworker saying he used to beat his son by making his son put his hands on the wall and beat him from the from the back. And he said, you know why? Because you'll put your hands on the wall for me, or you'll do it for NYPD. And now his son is a cop. See. 
Really? See, really? Yep, that is what it's about. Anyway, I don't know about that. Um, so, talking about also very sad and ridiculous, and I'm a little concerned for the both of us when I heard this story about this man. His name is Anthony T.J. Cunningham. He was a safety for the national for the NFL, and um, he used to play for the Seattle Seahawks. He had a fifty-six million dollar contract, but he only played for one year and retired. And he became an a, an assistant principal oh, at wow. a school, and him and his neighbor went into had an argument, and they met in the parking lot of the school. And the neighbor shot him three times. An argument over a parking space. And when I tell you I'm concerned, because the two of us here, these two (laughs) people sitting here, we are the absolute worst when it comes to road driving. (laughs) Yelling, cussing, head out the window. She's worse than me. She is worse than me. Flagging people off. And to see somebody get shot over this is very, very, very sad. Very sad. So... I mean, you know, rest in peace or sleep in peace. He died on February 18th over a parking space. And this, this is not his neighbor, you said? You said this it was name? his neighbor. They made a plan to meet at the school parking lot because they both live one mile from the school where he worked. I mean, but come on, that's just some... And the neighbor me. called, had the gun in the car and everything when the cops got there. Wow. I mean, you know what? What's sad, and it's you know the first time I've heard something like that. And of course, like you said, you and I, we both have road rage. I mean, my level is like about a six. Benda is like about a ten point five on the scale. She she would roll down, she would roll up to somebody's window. I mean, oh, give them the wicked ice grill. Oh, I'm good at that. But I remember when I was in high school. Uh, shout out to South Shore, my South Shore massive. When I was in South Shore High School. Um, there was this guy that, you know, used to hang out in the 80s or whatever. He lived in the area, right behind South Shore School, actually. And, um, you know, he same, similarly what happened. He went to Florida. I don't know if it was during, like, Carnival time, Miami Carnival, but he went to Florida. Him and some guy got into an argument over a parking space, and the guy shot him dead. And I was just like, really? A parking space? But then as I became a driver, an avid driver, a very good driver. <laughs> a race car driver. <laughs> As I became, uh, you know, this great Jeff Gordon that I am, you know, I realized how people could really get angry. Because I've gotten to the point where, I mean, I could really get out of my car. I mean, I was never stupid enough to do it. Oh. <laughs> but I could have. You remember that day we was on Utica in church? Oh, God. And we were driving, and this guy was, like, holding up the road. I was honking. I think he was driving a Maxima. Driving car. Driving kiss me ass car. <laughs> and the two of us in the car yelling and screaming. Yo, that cat jumped out. We were he like, jumped out the car, this no. guy. <laughs> oh, 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 yo, we was mad, frightened. It was just, we like paused in the middle here, like, I don't think, he was like, I think what half a cent? What half a cent? It was like, get back in your car, man. Get back in your car. Get back in your car. <laughs> FYI, I was, I was frightened. I was just shocked, like, holy Somebody shit. Came out this guy's about his business. <laughs> I was honking. We were screaming. God, this guy, I, but imagine if you were black. Imagine you were black men. It would have went totally different. As soon as we get, we get so he says, "Woman, he was like, back in the car," and then we was just like, "Yeah, get back in your car. Get back in your car. Don't make us get out here." FYI, Ben, <laughs> punks jump up to get beat down. That's what that was about. But as soon as he got back in the car, we was like, still talking yeah, shit. Get back in your car. Get back in your car. We was looking at each other like, yeah. <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> Oh, he came out walking back to us. Oh, my God. Anyways. Yikes. Yikes. So, So, again, rest in peace to that guy. Everybody uh, may have heard that there's a total riot situation going on in Haiti. Very, very sad. Very, very sad. What is it about? This all began because this 
Canadian Haitian active Haitian Canadian activist um, posted on Twitter a Cote Kobe Petro Caribe, which basically means where is the Petro Caribe money? To Haiti, and when he did that, it went viral. Where's so the petrol? Petrol carried. That's the oil. Oh, money. the oil. Okay, it's the oil basically, business. Basically, the World Bank made a deal with Haiti that they had to raise the gas prices in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And by doing this, the people are just saying, "No, you got so, money for this. Why are you penalizing us? We cannot afford. live." You know, Haiti mm-hmm. has not come back ever since the devastated earthquake. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that people in Haiti are living on three dollars per day to live. So now with this thing going on. It is becoming daily riots over the corruption in Haiti. And the government, they're just waiting to see how the government is going to respond. People are lining up for oil, people to get gas, lining up to get the things that they need because it is total, total, total crazy. Yes. And everybody wants to know, where is the money? Where is the money? Um, and nobody's responding so are people like uh, boycotting like I mean are they walking like we're not going to buy gas or is it just like people are upset carrying on you know no fighting 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 signs yelling breaking things because they would say some people from Quebec were in in jeopardy and they couldn't they needed to fly they can't get out see a lot of people from Haiti have gone to Canada probably because it's a French speaking country also but um, and they live there but some people are stuck there with their kids they can't get out blah 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 but the people of Haiti are stuck there and they, you know they have and they're calling them anti-corruption protests, and they want to see they want inquiries, they want arrests, and they want seizures of goods. They want the people that took the money to go to jail. Correct. And you know what? Sometimes it takes a movement. Sometimes it takes a movement, and I hope that they can see it through. This could be you know bigger than this is bigger than Big Apple Nail Salon, Happy Apple Salon. What was it? <laughs> I don't remember. So yes, I mean, I mean, but, but what I will say is this: I mean. That is tremendously sad that what's going on in Haiti. And, it's, and they continue to get hit with so much either natural disasters or it's just corruption. It's just always drama in Haiti. And it's crazy because then you you have, like, you know, my old neighbor. He goes back to Haiti all the time. Like, he loves it. That's, like, the only place he goes back to. And then you have some people who are like, Haiti? I haven't been there since I left. Yep. So it's just Even like. Even my refrigerator guy, when he came, he said the last time he went, when he got there, he was visiting a friend. He left the hotel to visit a friend. And when he got there, they saw the bandits coming in to get him. And he was able to make it through a tunnel that they had, go to the neighbor's house. And he went over to the neighbor's house and he stayed there until the bandits left. And then he went back to the hotel and did not leave the hotel again until he was able to leave Haiti. Wow. And I tell you, this whole this whole gas thing, I mean, come on. Come on, people. We remember what happened when we was running when gas prices were so high. Oh, and I remember we couldn't get gas. And I remember right there at a Sunoco on um on Flatlands, yo, me and my husband waited on a line. The line was wrapped around the block on 50th Street. Yo, we waited on that line for that gas. And that is this was crazy. It was like pandemonium. I don't understand. I, I can't imagine how Haiti is. I wanna say um, I give them all my blessings, though, because no place should have to go through this, especially there's children, families. Like, I don't even understand how they're making it there. Because that, how long did that um, gas thing, that gas thing go on for here? People were like... The days. And we were dying. We were dying. Like, yo, what are we going to do? Anyways, sad. Very sad. So, you know, today we wanted to kind of just remember or talk about, this is something that we've talked about before in terms of the This Is America segment. This but is I think America. This whole podcast is like going to turn this. into a full This Is America podcast now because it is really sad with some of the things that have been going on, you know, 
with white people and black people. It's just <laughs> white very, people. very sad. Um, let's think about the Allen family who went to a park in Texas to take pictures of their one-year-old little girl. Apparently, this is a park where people go to take wedding pictures, to go take family photos. Um, and they had the little girl's blanket on the on the floor. And they had the little girl there waiting to take her picture. And this woman, Frances Neely, came in and basically started carrying on with why this woman was there. She even tried to attack the father that was holding the camera, his cell phone. Were they black? Hit him. Were they, yeah, black? they were black. What? And the woman was white. <laughs> um, they, it's like the daughter's first birthday. They wanted to do a photo shoot. They went there in Herman Park. Um, they couldn't get it done, so they just went to do where they went to do their uh, engagement pictures. And when they got there, this woman went totally crazy. You know, she's totally rich. The woman is... Um, oh, yeah, $30 million, dollars, she, right? like She got $30 million in her divorce from some person that owns a team in Houston. And she just basically... We'll post the video. She walked up and went ballistic on them. You're trampling on the grass that we pay for. You need to leave. Um, you're on private property. You need to get your stuff out now. She was very aggressive oh in their gosh. faces. Yeah, and, this lady was... Um, she started, that's when they started recording her. They, she yanked the baby's blanket. She that was so sad. Her baby. The baby she was crying. Without a, and the baby was bawling. It was just very, very sad. Um, they recorded her, and the woman was trying to slap the camera out of the person's face. So I'm going to see what's going to happen now to this woman. Is she going to be you know, brought up on some sort of charges? We'll just have to wait and see. That's very sad. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. This these black people, they good. We were in Houston. The Houston blacks, they not about it, <laughs> because I can't imagine. I mean, yes, you know, they talk on the side of their mouth, but usually to be, you, you see her like, you see the camera like shaking, like almost yeah, like she, she was hitting. The she guy. hit this guy, and this guy was just recording. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he would have hit her, that'd have been a total different. That'd have been a whole totally different story. Definitely. So, talk about. I mean, these people are just getting crazy in these streets. Let's talk about these designers. So, at first, we know we all heard, you know, the, the whole Gucci thing. We didn't speak about it yet. But the whole Gucci thing um, with, you know, them doing the whole blackface thing. Um, offensive. Then we had um, Katy Perry. Offensive. She came with these shoes. And, you know, Benny just said, oh, but, you know, the shoes have blue eyes. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> blackface shoes with blue eyes. And now we have Burberry, um, who has a hoodie with a noose around the neck. And, of course, now Burberry is apologizing. And I don't know if this is all an attempt to be relevant in the fashion world, but I don't think Burberry and these high brands, Prada, Moncler, I don't think they need to go this far to make relevance. I think if they take a toothbrush and wrap it around their finger, it would be a fashion thing to do. And people will actually flicking do it. Let's be honest here. But you know what? This doesn't affect... You know, the thing about it is black people need to realize we need to stop purchasing these things. True. Because at the end of the day, they feel they could do this because they don't care if we wear their stuff. They don't care about black. Uh, this is like the Tommy Hilfiger thing all over again. Correct. This whole thing. It's just all resurfacing. And especially in the time now where we're so racially sensitive, you know, in this country, it's just really sad. And it's low. It's very low of these designers. And to know that. Gucci already came under fire for this. Now um, Burberry didn't realize that it was racially sensitive to put this out. And yeah, now like, they're saying, are they not black people working there, or are they all Uncle Tom's also? <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, let's be, come on, let's be clear. We see, you know, 
Steve Harvey. And, you know, Gucci's doing this whole diversity thing, trying to do the whole Starbucks thing that this guy did. He want to do a diversity training. This is bullshit. The bottom line is, black folks, we need to stop purchasing these items. And let's be honest. That's easy for me to do because I can't afford it. But I will tell you, I will continue to use my Gucci bag. So that's so that's the question. So you know, I'm not we, gonna put it down, man. I'm not. I don't wear it every day. But that's the same thing my cousin said. She was like, I like my Gucci. Uh, I like my Gucci fatty pack. So I'm gonna keep oh, wearing it. Let's not do this because I've seen you as numerous H and M products that you purchased prior to the coolest monkey in the jungle. You did not just stop wearing your H and M. You're right. You're right. You're not gonna buy any more, and I won't buy any more because right now. I could probably buy a goo from from, <laughs> from Gucci <laughs> from the cheek, but from definitely I, I I I will not purchase anything further. They have to do some great great amends, and those amends may mean a sale, ninety five percent off. And then we can talk. <laughs> but what I must say is I like this light skin dude. I mean I've always liked Ti, but he is the person. Because let's be honest, these are the people that are that could afford this stuff and they could purchase it, and they're the ones buying it. You know they have the buying power to purchase Gucci, Prada, and all this other stuff. He's the one coming out saying, "Listen, we need to boycott them," and I I respect the Ti because. Everybody's not going to do that. Most people are not. Cardi B, all these people that we look up to and recognize as great artists, even though they have that buying power, they have the ability to purchase these things, they're still going to go ahead and do it as opposed to purchasing something from a black-owned or just not just someone that's not racially insensitive to these kind of things. And, you know, Burberry excuses like, oh, it's a rope. It's a nautical rope. That's what they said. They didn't look at it as a noose. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, come on, I have a Burberry watch on right now. That <laughs> <laughs> she will not get rid of, right? So I guess I would say, you know, th- that is the case. I guess if you have something, of course, I guess you will continue to wear it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I do feel like I should just stop wearing it. But honestly, I'm like, this is a gift for my husband. I'm just not going to stop wearing my watch. I just think going it's forward, sentimental you, value. Have man- you have to manage your buying power. To but let's be it. honest. We're not the ones going out buying it frequently like that. So it should not be hard for us black folks. But there are some people that are. That, 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 can't, afford, that can't afford their rent or mortgage and will cool purchase right. things that are these quality. Did I ever so. tell you about this person that lives in the projects that I see who drives a Louis Vuitton-inspired car? I, I want to say a Cadillac truck, the big truck uh-huh. by Escalade. The whole car is covered with Louis Vuitton, the, the insignia. Logo. In, in two colors, it alternates between the dark brown with the light and then the light brown with the dark. I, I, I don't know. As we also call it, nigga nonsense. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we talk about nooses. Remember that there were three teachers in Long Island who put up pictures in their classrooms that said back to school necklaces. And there were three nooses. So wow. they're on leave uh, for the insensitivity on leave. I don't know what this only or leave means. It don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. It means the same thing they do when cops kill the black folks out there. And they're going to give them a little desk job. And they're going to still get their pension and everything. And they come back to work when everything dies down. You know what I'm saying? So, it's bullshit. You know, and this is going to, I don't know, some people might say it's bullshit. But quickly, you know, because, you know, this casting is like, it's got a lot today, sis. I feel like we missed you. But I think, uh, miss me or miss the podcast The podcast, I mean, you know. But quickly, I do want to Oh, because it wasn't like you called for vacation. Oh, but I did text you this time because you made that you mentioned that. I don't never even say I reach. I texted when I got Wi-Fi in the Wi-Fi park and I said, I reach. Three, no response. I'm sorry, four days later. <laughs> Listen, she let me know she was there four days later. I reach. It's never too Mind late. You, 
I took her to, to the ease airport. someone's tension. So I took her yeah. to the airport. I saw her go in. I knew how many minutes she had to board her flight. I didn't hear anything else. I knew she was there. So they sent me a text four days later saying, you reach? And there was no necessary comment. Anyway. What was the comment? Have a good time. Okay, that's what I wanted. It's free to text for you. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's free to text. Whatever. Um, anyway, so this whole Liam Nielsen thing, I mean, I know we, you know, we run out of time, but I, I cannot not mention this. Um, this happened, before, I think, right before I, you know, I left, but this issue with Liam Nielsen, with him, and I think how it came out, he basically said, hey, you know, they were talking to him about some movie or whatever, about, and he mentioned something about revenge, something to that sort. And he mentioned that, you know, 40 years ago, I'm like, damn, 40 years ago, how old are you, bro? How old were you then? But 40 years ago, he had a friend that basically, um, you know, got raped, uh, a female. And he 40 was, years ago, 40 <laughs> years ago, that got raped. And um, he he was very upset about this. And he said, you know, he she said she got raped by a black man. And he went out in the streets. He said, you know, he'll admit that he re- went into the streets looking for any black person or black man to say something or do something so he could shoot him he had a gun with him so that was clearly possible that he could have shot somebody and killed them and you know he said that you know he's ashamed of it and that he did see some a therapist about this and you know that this is something that he experienced and he's not a racist but that this actually did happen and you know um you know he's getting some backlash for it and he's also getting people that say they respect it because of course this wasn't leaked out or something it's something that he you know, admitted to, you know, and so being that he's able to address it, acknowledge it and get help for it. And now he's speaking about it. They're saying that it's a good thing. I don't know. What do you say, Benda? I I don't know if it's a good thing, but I'm just over him. I'm over it. I'm over all your dumb taking movies. I'm over you. Oh, my Mason. Over gosh. It. And, you know, they canceled the um, hope you didn't just say this. Did you say something like that? No. They canceled the red carpet for his new movie that was coming out over this. Oh, he's going to get a lot of, like, questions and backlash. So they canceled the red carpet. So Well, you know... uh, I mean, I have to tell you, all his movies seem the same. (laughs) It's a person that comes to save somebody, does all his MacGyver-like moves. You think about thinking... He's the same. I don't don't get what the big thing is. And, you know, you have people out here in the streets. Michelle Rodriguez um, comes to his defense saying, oh, no, he can't be racist because he kissed uh, Viola Davis, and we all know she's black. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in Widows, was he a good guy to her? (laughs) Hello. Let's be real. And you know, somebody did post, which I'll just, you know, I'll briefly mention. Somebody posted, like, harassed me, Rawls. He was like, You got ends in here defending him. And he was literally walking around looking for a black man to murder for a situation they had nothing to do with and had no knowledge of. This is how low black people's collective self esteem is. You view yourselves as disposable to the point where people can openly talk about killing you for no damn reason, reason and you seem totally fine with it. Mm. Before we move forward as a community, we need to purge you people out of our ranks because anytime black people push or fight for better treatment, low self-esteem Negroes that are fine with being mistreated will always sabotage it because they feel we deserve to be mistreated because mm. that's how it's always been. Mm. And again, um, my thoughts on this whole Liam Nielsen thing, I mean, yeah, people can say they appreciate the fact that he mentioned it. We wouldn't have known or whatever. And he did take the step to get help. But it still doesn't make it okay. It just kind of highlights, you know. These are things that people have, that people are going through day to day. People are doing this now. And it's in them. You know? It's a front. What we're seeing is just a front. So, you know. And they said if it was a white man, one of the reporters asked him that raped your friend, would you feel the same way? And he said yes. 
And which, come on, what? you do not what? believe this. And I mean, I think this is a future topic, right? Do we have time to talk about this Let's today? But I'll just say, this is a future topic, you know, to really think, you know, because I have, I guess, racial thoughts and because I've racially offended someone, um, does that make me a racist? I don't know. He's, of course, saying that he's not a racist. Oh, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. It was just something I went through and I, I realized I had to address it and get help for it. You know, and I'm definitely ashamed about it. It was something that, you know, I guess he had a traumatizing experience knowing that his friend got raped by a black man. I'm not a drunk. I just love a drink every now and then. Burgers in the button. Oh, gosh. But I think it's a beautiful. It's carnival season. It's carnival season. We'll get back to that topic. It's I think carnival it's necessary. Season. Um, it's definitely carnival season. And I'm like, um, so sad that I know sure is so sad that she's not at carnival. Oh, my God. You see all these videos of. Oh, the song which we love so much. And they're having like they're doing like the video. I should be there, Marshall. I should be in this I didn't video. Even the truck. There was just way too many people on the street. I saw it on Instagram yesterday. They're on their way to St. Vincent to do the last part of the which video. Is, I guess so they did it in like two different parts. They did it in the Savannah. It's in in Queens Park, like right? Queens Park, and they did it in. Uh, Somewhere else they did it in Trinidad. Two different places in Trinidad. Like they basically just invited people, told them to come out on oh Instagram that we're going to be making this video. I should have been there. And people come and just showed up, and you know everybody's whining up on Marshallin or on Skinny Bad. Oh my god, it's just chaotic. Heaven. heaven, chaotic. But you know, in the in the interim, you know, Soka Monarch is still going on, even though none of our big heavy hitters are participating. And this has brought up like a lot of issues in terms of uh, people saying that it looks like Trinidadians always win the Soka Monarch, even though it's international Soka Monarch. So this year they did bring back Groovy Soka Monarch, and we have the finalists for international Groovy Soka Monarch that are going to perform on the Soka Monarch competition, okay. which are Teddy Johnson singing that song, Vent. I feel mm. like I like this song, but I don't remember. It's okay. You don't like it that much because you would remember. I, I think I it's okay. the words. Swappy singing, the party starts. The party starts. I like that. Um, Black singing, singing Shaw's favorite song uh, that she listens to nonstop. All the time. She listens to the song all the time. Mandela singing Tombstone, When I Dead. But Jab Jab on me, Tombstone. But I also got to realize this song came out before. It did a while back. So now this is very. I don't think he gets it's to, okay. to it. They have shine. Um, some other people that I don't even know any of the song. Oh, Pretty has a song. Oh, Lost and Found. I like that song. That's something about is that your wallet? You lost your wallet, but let me whine on you for a little while, then I'll help you find it. Oh, I gotta look that one up. So, I don't think I know that one. But yeah. And the people that's in for power, Mr. Killer, run with it. Now, Yo. Let's talk about that. that wait, 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 can we just, this just in case you don't has its own hashtag. Just in case on Instagram. Just in case y'all don't know this song. Uh I'll just give you a, a little, you know. This is how it goes. People are picking anything up here. Okay? <laughs> this is what's happening in real life. People are picking women up. Oh, I saw this video. This oh my god, this was a big thing, man. They picked her up. I was like, yo, people are two guys women. picked up though. People are picking up <laughs> cards, um, people's vendor cards. Somebody picked up a tent. Four people picked up a tent and ran down with it. I don't think that sometimes people start running before he says run with it. When they start picking it up and they just start running. It's like pick up something. I saw somebody pick up uh, a row of chairs. <laughs> was running with it. 
<laughs> just <laughs> chaotic. And then basically saying, Mr. Killer said, if I win International Soka Monarch, then you know it's really an international competition because people love it. And then people in Trinidad are saying, like, yo, Trinidad is becoming like a jab jab nation because jab jab is totally Grenadian. Taking over. Yes, but it is. people love it. Yes. They love this song, but people also love family. Yes, yes. I mean, let's be real. No one cares about Iowa. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, as we as you know, Iowa and Marshall. Are no one like, else could win. Uh, yeah. That's in power. Yeah, I don't even know any of these. Uh, one song called "Get in Your Section." Get oh yeah, "Get in Your Section" is by a little um little Nazi. Yeah, it's on the, Oh, you know do that I song. Know song. You, you know, should know I, it. If I you don't, you need to songs. get it together. That song is popping. But what I thought it? it was for last what year. I have it on my she, Apple she Music. Know I know it, but I mean, I don't. Well, let me hear peace. Let me hear peace, I can't do that right now. Anyway, thanks. And, you know, so Marshall and another, and then you know why Marshall dropped out of uh, Sukumana, because he was winning every year and everybody was hating on him. Hate us! But regardless, um, it's over. Uh, we're going to see, we have to wait and see who's going to win. And, you know, shout out to Fayan Lyons, who's like the, um, the chair of the Sukumana competition this year. So. Oh, yeah, good for her. Um, cheer. Congrats. And, um, you wanted to give a shout out? Oh, the Cicely Tyson. Shout out to her. I mean, everybody knows that. Wasn't she like in a Tyler Perry movie or she's something? Been in every, she's yeah. around, around a long time. But anyway. I think she's 94 years old. But anyway, she's, she is going to appear on one of the two covers for this week's Optimistic Issues. And, you know, she speaks to time about her storied career. And, you know, shout out to her. 94 years old. And she's getting a shout out. I mean, it's about 94 time. and still acting. Yeah, man. And she's still remembering her lines. Yeah. Yo, that's <laughs> amazing. what I ate for breakfast <laughs> yesterday. I don't even know. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, you didn't have breakfast. I didn't have breakfast. Sorry, Why I do remember. I know that? But anyways, but shout out to Sissy Tyson. Shout, shout out, Gran. Shout out. Still making them coins. Matriarch. <laughs> shout out. Anyways, um, uh, you know. You know, we don't really have a topic today, but I think... Our I think topic is being black in America. Is that our topic? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a lot of racial issues here. It's a lot of racial issues here. So that's something. But again, I think we definitely have a further conversation deeper into, you know, am I a racist? I think some people don't even realize they're racist. Or as, uh, as Brenda would don't say. Go don't, oh. go, don't go into it. Hold it. Okay. Hold as they say, stick a pin. Put it in the parking lot. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how, we'll see you next week. Hear you next week. Talk to you next week. Remember, remember, <laughs> like us, love us, share us. Yo, shout out to all you that we try to you're hitting up. Sure, like yo, yo y'all I, ain't gonna lie, I got some loyal folks in there. I have loyal folks. I, I we, appreciate we see it. you. We see you. <laughs>